want to talk about the truck. So, because apparently that's an international thing. Like it's the same here. You roll up to a gas station. Oh man, it's you, funny. Like you it's crazy. Your, you can walk your dog down the road and not get a second glance, but when you take dogs and put them in a dog box and drive to a gas station, it's like a circus came to town, right? Everybody wants to talk to you about it. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that's what we were all just chatting. Like we were all pretty close to the same age and our kids are all real close. So it's like, you know, Colin, he is a hundred percent. Okay. Just given any information, like anything that he knows, he feels like that's valuable to somebody else. I'm going to tell oh, yeah. him like, yeah, if I know it. They need to know it. Right. <laughs> it's their duty as a child to, to project what they just learned yeah. this weekend. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, that's it. That's all I need to do. So you yeah. were saying it was your son, right? Oh yeah, we're we pull up to the gas station where we're we're hunting, we're deer hunting, but we had the dogs along with us, right? And and we pull up, and this guy sees the hounds in the box, and he comes over, and oh, those those are nice dogs. Are they hunting dogs? And right away, my five year old son goes, "Yeah, we're lion hunters." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, they're uh, they're cougar hunting dogs." Everybody seems to want to ask if they're duck dogs or whatever, right? So yeah, we right. hunt cougars with them, they're tracking tree dogs and stuff, and. My son goes, yeah, we don't hunt bears anymore because bears make your dogs trashy. <laughs> he heard it somewhere, man. He heard it somewhere. I guarantee it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bears make your dogs trashy. Oh, man. What say the bear hunter over here? <laughs> oh, yeah. No comment on that. No comment. Yeah. Quitter. Well... I got Joel and Brandon with me here. Joel Barter and Brandon, and I'm I gotta look at it again. It's Undersworth, right? No, Unsworth. 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 Yeah. I got it right in the first one. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we're gonna do a little shorter episode here. We've got a full length one with you guys. Um, kind of an interesting topic as far as you know, you guys are not a 30 year veteran, but you're yeah. not a first year newbie. So, you know, we got to have some good conversation of that kind of middle ground that we, a lot of us find ourselves in and that progression with the dogs and and all of that. So I wanted to take this training tip. Some might say it's a little different, I guess, of a training topic, but really I want to look at it kind of as you guys had something change where it just flipped a switch where you started separating hunting your own style and your own game. But there's always that switch that you see in a dog when it kind of juices up and it turns it on. But houndsmen have that same switch, right? Like when we actually start to understand, like this isn't just data thrown at us. We're understanding what they're trying to tell us the best way that they know how. Yeah. So I kind of want to break it down to like you guys being kind of in that middle ground, some aha moments and some things that you have done to, you know, shift towards that new goal or to overcome a new obstacle. And I know, Joel, you had one like right off the bat. Yeah, it was uh, it was a pretty dramatic change this year. So um, we talked about it in the full episode, but basically going from starting my career with uh, buying a finished dog and a pup and uh, being able to run cats, bears, coons, everything up here in this houndsman's paradise that we seem to have right and being able to run them in in such lengthy seasons it was just kind of like you kind of think how could you go wrong you got so much opportunity to train your dogs that how could you ever go wrong even being a guy that can only hunt weekends or 
or or um, the odd long weekend and, and stuff like that. It's just like there, there's so much game that you can chase that it, it's you think that it's it's not going to be as hard as it is. And I kind of just went into it, jumped head first, right? And just started, you know, running cats and cat season, running bears and bear season, and, you know, striking the odd coon off the road and letting the dogs run that, right? And it was just sure. like... It was actually all fine and dandy for a while and things were going really well and, you know, meeting up with Brandon and, um, and a couple other guys and hunt with them quite a bit. And we all got to a point where we had these older dogs that were just hammering and, and had a, a really good year last year, getting lots of bears up, lots of cats up. And, and then, uh, got to a point this spring where my lead dog is getting old and starting to retire himself. And, and he just basically up and stopped running bears this spring right and so it was kind of went through my uh, my bear season trying to train these two pups up with a little bit of guidance from the old dog but not much right like get the odd run if we could find a bear that crossed the road we were in good shape but other than that these these pups striking and trying to run tracks off the rig um a little bit of a crapshoot <laughs> it just resulted in a lot of running and not a lot of catching like we, we only treed the two bears that we bumped off the road this year and they were like pop-ups right off the side of the road pretty much. Right. So, um, kind of that aha moment would have been at the end of the season where I, I realized that I spent most of the season frustrated, upset with what's going on, not a lot of success. And just the, the biggest factor was the unknown. It wasn't not having success that made me frustrated. It was looking back at the season and going like, yeah, I've sent my dogs on maybe, you know, 50 70 runs and right. caught two bears and i know for a fact like my older pup was treeing cats before my lead dog at the end of this last cat season right so sure. i know he can do it and there's a lot of bears where we live like a lot of bears so why are we going on all these runs and not treeing any bears right right and um and then I just happened to listen to one of your guys' podcasts and, and listening to Buddy actually talking about narrowing it down to one specific species and just taking a step back, going back to the basics and letting the dogs run just cats or just bears, just coons, whatever you want to do. Focus on that, get good at that and go from there. Right. And it was it was a tough decision to make because I love running bears, man. I love a good bay up as, as much as the next guy, man. It is great. And I love being able to run all year and have that success because bear season's great for training those pups and they get a lot of get a lot of action real quick. But uh, I just felt like it was the right thing to do for my dogs at this point and the right thing to do for me to just focus on one thing. And um, it's kind of we're at the middle stage right now where we haven't fully tested it out, right? Like we haven't come into cat season fully yet. It's the our cat season is open province wide in the next couple of weeks here, but. Um, it was tough at the end of that season to make that decision and, and say, no, I'm going to stick to this. We're not going to run bears anymore. And it's not like the dogs have been running bears for a couple of years or anything. It was just a bit of exposure, right? So sure. they got a little bit of a taste for it, but uh, but I uh, decided that we're not going to do anything for fall bear season. We're just going to exercise and, and stay in shape. And then come cat season, we're going to you know do everything we can do for cats. And I actually got some really good advice from Buddy um through email on how to use the snow because i want to eventually get into dry ground cat hunting because we can hunt cats where i live in the spring and sure. the fall as well and getting some advice from him on on uh, running tracks in the snow as if it was dry ground you know not pointing here 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 here's a track this is the way it's going just let your dogs figure it out on their own right, right. 
you know, maybe if they go backwards, let them go backwards, let them figure it out, see what they do, just analyze that, take in that information and just kind of learn from what your dog's doing, just kind of let them do their thing and take a step back. But uh, so it's going to be interesting coming into this, this cat season and trying all that out, right, especially not having that lead dog around anymore, right, and trusting the pups. And, and I got a lot of faith in my or enough faith in my older pup to, to take the reins a little bit and see what he can do. But um, yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. And I'm interested to see how it all pans out. So do you have kind of a game plan? Like, are you just like, nope, we're just going to chase cats and we're going to see what happens. Yeah. Like I'm I'm sticking to the not running bears thing. Um, But uh, just keeping them away from them or like, are you breaking at this point? No, I'm not breaking at this point. Um, I I didn't want to do because I had let them run a couple bears here and there, right? So I didn't want to pull a 180 on them and say this is bad now, yes. right? So we're just trying to make it through the fall, um, exercising, trying to keep them from running these damn salmon bears that are running all around <laughs> here, right? Just trying to keep them on the road when we're exercising and stuff. But I didn't want to do any active trash breaking this fall i wanted to bring them into cat season and let them hammer on cats for the next few months have a really good positive reinforcement through running cats you know hopefully get them on some good trees and 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 really love them up for that if they do do good on the i like i know both of them will run cats so you know we're gonna find tracks we're gonna run them it's gonna sure it's gonna be good for them whether they tree them and stick the tree is another another uh another story right but i know they're gonna have that positive reinforcement at least tracking cats this this winter so and then next spring we're going to go into a little more of you know breaking them off the bears and instead of just saying cat season's over when the snow goes away we're going to keep running in the in the shitty months of winter when the snow starts to fade we're going to go out and try and find those tracks and try and transition them into that time frame where the snow goes away right well and i think that's important you know when you're switching over Cause I made that switch to primarily one game too. Yeah. It's uh you don't want to over break, but at the same no. time you can't let them get away with it. So then it's your job to pattern the game that you want to get them on. And that's when like the snow comes in as a tool. It, it's not a necessity, but it kind of is in that moment, you know, because you're, I shouldn't say it's a necessity. That's it's not right checker. to say, like, but it's I'm definitely it a, a tool. Checker, right? Yeah. You know, let the dogs let the dogs do what they do and use that as as your fact checker. If you think something's up, you can hike in there and check it out. See if they're running deer. See if they're doing whatever. Right. But uh, I'm not going to try and rely on that snow like I have right. in years past. Right. And 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 you know use it to guide the dogs because you know what's going on with your eyes. I'm going to try and let the dogs figure it out on their own and 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 learn from them knowing what's going on in my head. And we went kind of completely the opposite direction. There's the three of us, me and Neil and, and Joel. And me and Neil went the complete opposite direction in that we also have his, uh, Neil's lead dog is also nine years old. And is also petering out. But I have a five-year-old dog now that is now my lead dog that we've been kind of weaning his lead dog out and letting my lead dog come into that leadership role and training our pups and walking in so we actually were super successful in our spring bear which probably was super hard for joel because he knows that feeling right you got your boys with you you got a loaded rig going through the bush it was a long cold winter springtime's hit like everybody knows that feeling the sun beating down dogs are striking you're hammering it's a good time yeah joel's trying to grind it out on his own having real crap time (laughs) doing it 
while he's watching us post these pictures of all these bears and everything else that we're treating and having like the time of our lives. Right. <laughs> and he's and just so, struggling. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, he's like, I'm over here running. Congratulations guys. Yeah. I'm sure they felt real bad, Joel. They, they yeah, were feeling right? horrible. So, right. You know, it's, I'm sure it's extremely hard on him and we miss having him in the, in, uh, in our group, but you know, I see, I see what he's doing. I respect what he's doing. I've seen a lot of guys that, you know, break up you know they're hunting and they're not friends anymore because of it and i'm glad that's not the way it's run for us and uh me and anil i i couldn't give up bears bears are life bay ups are life crossings are life i don't know man it's like running into a bay up with your dogs is a there's no feeling like it so for for us we've kind of went at it a different strategy um it's worked for us um, and uh and that's kind of the way we're going but uh we're excited for the season in between bear seasons, which happens to be cats. <laughs> <laughs> it's the time burner, right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure we'll see Joel out there. He'll be out there at two. We'll be out there at nine. He'll be out there <laughs> yeah, running, right. running tracks backwards. <laughs> yeah. You take the early shift. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. We'll come we'll come in around nine and, <laughs> and that's uh, funny. But yeah, no, it, it's my aha moment is just, I would say it's more along the lines of, okay, you're watching your dogs. You, you want to babysit that alpha 100 or 200, just watching them and watching them and toning your dogs. You're not quite sure of and, and trying to trust your, your lead dogs and everything, but you never really know what's going on out there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the aha moment is like, you can ruin a dog by toning them off the right thing. Right. Like say during the rut with a boar and a sow, right? You could be running both a boar and a sow and you don't know it, but you're not trusting your other dog and you're toning them off that. Now they're confused. I'm chasing a bear. I'm doing what right. I'm supposed to do. And now I'm getting toned off it or even shocked off it if they're not listening. You know, mm -hmm. it's like you're watching it and you're trying to analyze the patterns of, of how they're running. It was, oh, it's a straight long line. It's a trash race. Right. You know, <laughs> but I think the aha moment is just realizing that your dogs, they aren't machines. They have good times. They have, they have good days. They have bad months, even sometimes. And just learning, just work it out, work it out with your dog. Go to hit those crossings, try to make those crossings. Sure. Right? And put eyes on go, it. Yeah. You're going to go through a lot of trucks doing it. I'm on my third truck in, in three years. So, yeah, you're going to go through a lot of trucks doing it. But for me, I'd spend a million bucks on trucks. <laughs> chasing yeah. Right? Yeah. You don't need to buy tires if you wear the truck out, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, you know, it's uh, it's hard splitting up because us three guys, man, we get along like nothing else. But at the same time, he, he wants to do it his own way. And, and we get that. And uh yeah, you got to respect it, even though it's hard, right? You miss your, your, your boys. And I'm sure, you know, when we're going out and we're in shitty situations, right? We used to have each other, right? You know, there's nothing worse than being out cold, wet, in the middle of the night, trying to retrieve your dogs in, in cliff bound country and you're by yourself. <laughs> you got, yeah, no it's wild, right? And be like, man, this sucks. Yep. Right. And uh, and it's all canyons, rivers and ravines over here. We've had to rappel down to get our dogs many times. No, oh, we yeah. that to the other guy. Yeah, we leave that to the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> Neil, but I got him on my team, so you're on your own. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you know, it's uh you should share successes and failures together and you just you you just really 
have to just be patient with your dogs. I think that's one of the biggest things that I've learned over the years is, is just be patient with your dogs. Let them yeah. them fail sometimes. Yeah, that's right. Let them fail. And even no matter how small of success you get with them, celebrate it. Yeah, right? Okay. Yeah. Little victories. The little victories. Yeah, that's right. I I was pretty hard on my dogs when I first got into it thinking, you know, you have all these predetermined things. They, they got to be this. They got to be that. They, you know, you're doing this wrong and you overanalyze everything. But it's like, no, they need to learn just like you're learning. Right. right. And, and you're learning together and you're growing that relationship. And, you know, you're giving that positive reinforcement when they're doing things right. And I think that's the biggest part about it. You know, you want to chastise the dog when it's running a when it did something that you didn't think it was supposed to do. But it's like, you know, that positive reinforcement is one of the biggest things. I think just realizing that that uh, for guys like us that we are learning together, like like us and our dogs, we're learning at the same time. And yeah, like sure. for me, this spring it felt for the majority of the spring, man. If I'm honest, it felt like the blind leading the blind. Right, I'm out there with a couple, pretty much me and two pups, and and we're damn near at the same experience level, right? right? And it was just like I don't know if they're doing something wrong. They don't know if they're doing something wrong half the time, and. And we're just out there learning together. And it got to the point where I'm not just going to keep the dogs in the dog box in fear of them doing something wrong. Let them go out. Trust them. Maybe they'll do something right. Maybe they'll do something wrong. But I've learned a lot of stuff from doing things wrong in the past. And, and they will too, right? And sooner or later, they're going to run off game once in a while, maybe, or or whatever. But you got to give them that chance. You just got to let you just got to let them go sometimes. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of it, I mean, it is us being trained. And that's probably more where this training talk is going to go is you know, that intermediate, just that space where you know what you're doing, just like your dog, they know what they're doing. You're working through it, you know, but for me, I can say like there, there are certain things after going through that transition, like you are a hunting on your own and, and specifying game. Like there is some valuable things that come from that, that you would never experience. Kind of like you said, when you're out in the woods, Brandon, and, and there's nobody there with you. Yeah. It's a whole different level. It's that whole wandering into the darkness. Yeah. Like write a passage, you know, I, I have a saying and it drives people nuts, but a person's own mind is a terrible place to be left alone. Right. Oh uh, yeah. Like when you're mm-hmm. out there with that dog, Hey, you're analyzing everything to its fullest extent because you got no distractions. And that is one thing that I would say people who want to get to know your dog, there is nothing wrong with hunting with buddies. That's a lot of the fun of it. Yeah. But if you really want to learn, it's like putting a blindfold on and you throw in the, you know, in a dark room and you just, your hearing's better, right? Yeah. Your other senses become more acute. And when you can do that with these dogs, it makes a big difference because you become more receptive of it. You just are yeah. more aware. So that is one tip I will bring up now. First point, put yourself in those situations where the distractions are gone. You know, going forward, isolate every once in a while. If you got one dog that you're working on, like, you know, your next rig dog or your next start dog or, you know, you're working a puppy, find those opportunities to work with them. They don't always need somebody to hold their hand. You know, those old dogs are awesome and they're consistent and they can get those pups on an opportunity. But age aside, get those dogs out in a situation where you're having to watch them undivided attention i think is a huge one that people uh, don't appreciate until they start seeing it yeah getting out and working with that dog that was one of the biggest things that i learned in alberta is walking out with your pups that are coming up and when they hit that loss walking out there with them walking the circles with them yep right 
bringing them out, walking the circles, teach them to go deep, right? Not just expect, oh, that dog goes deep. Okay, that's great. Some dogs do, but other dogs, they need you to show them. Mm -hmm. And after a while, they figure it out. Oh, if I do bigger, bigger circles, I'll catch that track, right? And we have dogs that, you know, we'll we'll stop halfway through the day and spring bear or whatever with our families and have a fire and kids play and stuff sure. like that because we're being cooped up, right? And there's been many times where we're sitting there and we just have the dogs, you know, free out there that they cut a they cut a track and go tree a bear, right? Right? <laughs> they can't help themselves. They can't sit still for one, right? <laughs> and they can't help themselves. But you're like, oh, we got five dogs over there here. Woo! <laughs> Wait a minute. Are we on a chase? <laughs> yeah. Happened to me deer hunting last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Bear race or a deer race? <laughs> yeah, it's just, it is a big different perspective. And, um, you know, Joel, with you switching game species, I mean, are how are you, um, you talked a little bit about not wanting to trash break them this season. Just expose them to quote unquote good game not like those trashy bear dogs <laughs> <laughs> you know like i think going forward with it like a plan like that is a big deal and we hammer this home on the training tops is you have to have a method yeah and you have to be consistent or like brandon you were saying they get confused yep you gotta know that you're consistently communicating with that dog over and over and over and over or you're gonna get varying results right yeah. One thing that I went through with having, when I bought my, my first set of dogs, the finished dog and that pup that he had was, it was like, I knew he was on the, the latter side of, of peak. Right. So I knew I only had so much time with this dog to try sure. and train some pups up. And it always felt like a race against the clock to get a dog, you know, more or less finished before he's too old to train him. And unfortunately sure. with my first pup, he, he died at a year. He, got impaled by a stick on a on a bear race and ended up dying from it right and it was kind of like out of years when he started starting to kick and then i'm back at square one with a new set of pups right so it was like you lost all that time and it was just like i felt like i always had to have the dogs running something in order to maximize that time with ringo my my old dog right and i think at the end of this spring bear season I realize, you know, it's not the end of the world if the dogs don't go on a chase for a few months. If we don't do fall bear, if we make this decision to switch and, and just focus on cats, um, it's not the end of the world if we go through summer and fall without getting on a race, right? There's plenty of guys down where you guys live and in the States and stuff like that where all you have is cat season. Right. You know? And and they do just fine. And so it was like, you know, we don't just because we can run bears. Or just because we can do something doesn't mean we have to. I know my dogs are driven. I know my pups are driven. I know they want to track and trail. Um, it's not the end of the world if we take, you know, six months off and then go hard into cat season and, and focus on that, right? Sure. Yeah, and I think that's another one. It, I I waver on this a little bit because I think any hunting opportunity on a dog is is a benefit, right? Yeah. You don't want them sitting around. You don't want them just, you know, getting kennels stale. But at the same time, I think sometimes those dogs that have a hard time conforming to the new program, you know, which like you're really doing is you're switching your whole program up and you're going towards that single game species. Sometimes that little bit of reset time can go a long ways, I think. Yeah. Well, I've used it. Um, I've tried to maximize the time because I exercise my dogs a lot. Um, tried to max maximize that time on learning things like recall and just paying attention, right? Like, like I said, where I run them, there's, there's bears. That's just, 
you can't go anywhere here and not have bears, right? So, right. you know, as a byproduct where we exercise all the time, there's bears walking around and it's, they've learned a lot of, you know, running from the truck and they try and take that track and it's like, nope, here, here, here. And at the beginning of it, it was really hard, man, really hard to pull those dogs off because they want to, they want to go on everything right now, those pups. And, um, they've learned a lot just over the last few months of if, you know, if dad says, no, we're not going right now. And sure. we'll, we'll see how that transitions into cat season. But, uh, you know, it's been good to utilize the time on, uh, on other things as well. Well, and you get to use it on several different, like, I guess one change can make effects in several areas, right? Yeah. So like you're, you're roading your dogs and you're, you're exercising them. You're not breaking them off those bears, but you're teaching them like, Hey, I want you to come back. We're not doing this. Yeah. And I think that's a fine line between breaking a dog and having that understanding, you know, like that dog understands you're asking me not to do this Yeah. instead of, you know, somebody that gets a little um, overzealous, you know, and can actually cause a dog to maybe second guess that. Like, uh, I don't know, I think a difference between breaking a dog and conditioning is a big well, one that we touch on a lot. And it works in other scenarios, too. Like, I don't, <laughs> nine times out of ten, I forget to bring leashes into a tree. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, been there. I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of not hauling dogs through the woods on a leash because we all know Same that's here, man. in the ass, right? <laughs> so, I want to be able to call my dogs off the tree if it's a cat, if it's a bear, whatever it is, right? So, for sure, even if it's a cat track, I want to be able to tell those dogs, we're done, time to go, right? Even if they treat it, it's we're done, good job, it's time to go, right? So, even, even that time spent saying, oh, you guys want to take this off the road, we're not doing that right now, we're exercising right now. It doesn't right. matter if it's a cat or a bear, you listen to me when I tell you to come here, right? So, I think it's been productive in that sense. Yeah, I think it's um, like what you're doing right now is a big thing as far as getting the handle on them. And it, it takes things to that different level when you're working with them. You're not just breaking a dog on a scent. You know, yeah. you're telling them, hey, don't do that. Like we're yeah. changing programs here, which I think is a little bit different. And I think the results longer term. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, how do, how do you feel about um, trash breaking, Brandon? Just because we're kind of on the topic as far as like, you've got dogs about the same age and you might not be choosing to go run them, them lions like Joel yeah, is, but so you still got to break them. Oh yeah. We, we have a different approach. Like we run into a lot of deer. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so we try to give the dogs like we'll slow down by deer and you know, the, the dogs, <laughs> they know, <laughs> they know, right. They start to figure it out and you dump the dogs after you see a deer, right. Wait for them, set them up. Yep. Um, you just do the best you can that way, you know, especially in the fall, the fall, there's a lot of strong smells out there. There's, there's moose rut, there's elk rut, there's deer rut. You're pretty much in the strongest smells of all. And, uh, you just, you, you have to check, right? Stop. They strike, you stop, you check, check the road. Um, if you let them go, check the crossings, right? The biggest crossings, right? And in just doing that consistently has worked for us right and sure. so do they trash out every once in a while i we have this thing where it's like okay if we go a couple weeks without running our dog first thing when we go out it's like oh we're gonna get a hot trash race right off the bat right right everybody does that in their head <laughs> right <laughs> like right off the bat they're probably gonna go try to go on a hot trash race but once you get those once you get that worked out off that first race once they've calmed down it's like okay 
they're back into it again, right? And uh, mm-hmm. that's been really successful for us. It's worked for us. We rode them a couple miles when you go out. That's right. Yeah. First yeah. thing right off Knock the bat. Knock the dust off. Get those jitters out. Yeah. Because otherwise, yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be striking a lot. And so, yeah, no, it's. But yeah, no, we've been really successful in uh, in all of our bears and and everything else. And bears definitely my favorite animal to chase. True. Um, yeah, the bayups are. Yeah, I live for bayups. So <laughs> well, and you know, going forward, like we had said, we're kind of at this intermediate point where you you know not rookies, not thirty year veterans or whatever. But at the same time, you know, going forward, I think like you guys kind of hit on it's the situations and learning how to read those situations. Yeah. You know, we've talked about it a hundred times on podcast, but it's interesting to hear, like it's the same across the board, Uh you know? And I think that in the stage that, you know, you guys and even myself to some extent are still in, it's a totally different feeling when you hunt those dogs alone or like you guys, I'm sure you saw a major, uh, maybe not major, but a difference in the pack dynamic when you guys split packs. Oh yeah you're forced to kind of look at things and reevaluate constantly. Yeah. We got rid of those trashy line dogs. So that's one thing I would like (laughs) to drive home too is yeah. Right. (laughs) You know, just, I think a a big takeaway from this would be, don't be afraid to put yourself in those situations where you are forced to be kind of on your own for a little bit and it's uncomfortable, but you grow a lot from it as a houndsman. And it feels good, man. I'll tell you one thing. When you go out by yourself, I'm a huge proponent of, I'm kind of stubborn that way. I like doing things on my own because I like to, when you do get success, it feels good. When it was you out there, you with your dogs, you and your pack as a unit together. And those days when they put something up or or even just something more simple than that, right? It, it doesn't matter what it is. Those days when you hit those milestones and they figure it out, it feels good when you did it, you and your dogs. Yeah, I think we're all on our own walk with yeah, Lick right, journey, right. We're all on our walk with Lick journey. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And we're just trying to figure it out. And we have a lot of failures and a lot of successes. And you know, we got to respect that. You know, our buddy wants to try a different route, and it sucks. We miss having him out there with us, but um, you know, who's to say that he's not going to do the right thing and come back to running bears? Yeah, I'll still run your dogs for bears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sure you're not missing the bet, Bill. <laughs> well, awesome, guys. Thanks for, yeah, no kidding. It's a little different. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you guys. You know, we've had a good time here. Um, we've recorded a full podcast before this. So, I mean, this is, I'm not sure if it's going to come out before or after, but that I've had a really good time chatting with you guys all from just an email from a listener, you know, I'm like, well, I'm going to get this guy on the phone, you know, and we're going to talk. So I really do appreciate you guys, you know, being listeners and being uh, engaged with us. That goes a long ways. And we, we want to hear from more of our listeners, you know, and especially these training tips, you know, everybody wants to assume that somebody's a professional, but we all know our dog better than the next guy. Right. So when we can start collaborating like this and different experience levels and, you know, we just want to be this big sounding board. So it, it was really awesome to have you guys on and hear your perspectives too. Yeah, hopefully it's productive for someone else out there in the same situation, right? Yeah, just just don't. Yeah, we're all we're right. all killing together, right? <laughs> so you know, we, we it looks, it, everything looks good on everything looks good on Instagram and Facebook when you have your successes, but 
know that for every lion or every bear picture that we post, there's been a lot of grinding and a lot of just trying to figure it out. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's what we're all doing, man. I think we're all just trying to figure it out. That's right.